The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 3-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 2-1 Highland Spring Springers, one of the top teams in Virginia, Friday at 7 p.m. with pregame at 6, following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Benson, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome in to the Thursday, September 16th edition of the show. Show is sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremation Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Welcome into the show today, everyone. Spencer to be joined by Nick Verzellini, as always, and we'll get into a lot today. We'll talk with head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas. A lot of that's coming up momentarily. Um, then at 12.15, we'll talk with head coach at Spring Mills, Josh Sims, and at 12.30, we'll talk with head coach at Jefferson Craig Hunter and then at 12:45 we'll preview the Washington football team game that's tonight which covered begins at 6 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Um so before we talk to Brian Thomas we had to talk to him the other day nobody you know coaches aren't able to talk during the middle of the show so we had to pre-record the interview. Um interesting. I you know hadn't really looked much at at their game. I knew that they lost badly to Jefferson, but they didn't have a lot of players. There, there's a lot of injuries there. Yeah, and we'll get into it with him here in just a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I think that was really why it was such a blowout. And, you know, it was a close game at halftime. It was 20-12 to 12 at the half. Uh, Musselman had fought back after getting down 14 nothing early. But, you know, ultimately it came down to a lot of it had to do with the healthier team. But I also think Jefferson's got a really good squad this year led by quarterback Sammy Roberts. Yeah, and I think so as well, and we'll see them later down in the season. But now we're joined by head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas. Coach, you guys were a little bit shorthanded um, you know, against Jefferson last week. So, you know, not the result you wanted, but we're able to kind of get some looks at some younger guys. Yeah, we're back right now. Um, you know, and that's not, that's not an excuse. It's just the, that's just the fact of the, of the matter. We, uh, you know, we, we, we had a practice this week where we – we had 37 kids practice and we had 21 kids not practice. So that's just, that's just a fact of the matter. I'm not making an excuse. It is what it is. I don't want anybody to feel bad for us because, you know, we, we've, we've had so much success as a program over the past several years. So, you know, nobody's going to feel bad for us, but at the same time, we, we got to figure out how to move on and how to get better and then how to grow. And then, you know, we still got, um, you know, we, we, we got some starters out, but at the same time, we still got a lot of dudes in. So, um, you know, we lost to a good team. You know, hats off to Jefferson. They're a good team. But um, at the same time, we still have a lot of growth to do um, and a lot of building to do ourselves. Are any of the injured guys going to be available to play this week? No, nobody. You know, unfortunately, I've never had a year like this where, unfortunately, most of our injuries that we're getting are, are big injuries. They're not, they're, they're not just like a week injuries. Most of them are, are um, you know, we've had a couple season-ending injuries already. Um, and then we've got a couple other ones that are like four to six-week injury things. So, we, you know, unfortunately, it's just a – it's just a luck of the draw this year. We we were most of our ones are our big things that we won't have back. So um, you know this Friday against Sharando, um, you know our roster. I, I don't I don't I don't think we're going to get anybody back. Actually, probably the other way around. We we might not have a couple that we had last week that are banged are banged a little bit. So actually, instead of getting people back, we might have a couple more out this week. Coach, you had to go to uh, Ray Adams, that quarterback, kind of an emergency quarterback situation. Um, you know, obviously you want to have your starter in there, but uh, what does Ray kind of give you at quarterback uh, opposed to your other two guys? Yeah, we, um, you know, once again, like I said, it's, it's I don't know. I, I, it sounds like I'm making excuses here, but I, I'm not. It's just like, you know, just kind of, tell you how we've gone you know coming in you always want to have I think any coach you talk to any coach 
um, really in the area or any coach probably in the state. You, you always want to have a plan B. Um, you know, in our case, we had two really good quarterbacks at the start of the year that we plan to rotate, and both of those guys are out now. Um, and then we actually had a, a Wildcat quarterback. Uh, we had Jacob Miller, and he's out as well. So we're actually on our, our fourth plan. So, you know, coming into the year, you know, our, our thought really wasn't to put Ray back there at all. You know, Ray's, Ray's a very explosive player. Um, you know, he's um, you know he's had some – he had a lot of, lot of big plays against Spring Mills um, that he sprung, and he had two touchdowns actually called back that game as well. So, uh, he had a lot of big games, big plays that game, you know, against Martinsburg. He had the big kickoff return to start that was an explosive play. So, Ray's one of those kids that really, um, you know, in, in, anytime he gets in the open field, um, you know, he, he's the anchor leg on our four-by-one uh, track um, track relay here at school. So, you know, he's probably the fastest kid that we have in our school. Um, so, he's just he's just a tough kid, a hard-nosed kid. So, you know, really with where we're at right now, it's, hey, what, what do we, you know, what can we put in and what can we do? Um, and, you know, evaluating our roster and what we got, I thought our best option was, hey, you know, let's put Ray back there um, and let's just snap it to the ball, snap the ball to, to one of our most explosive explosive kids. Sharano comes in this week. They're going to be hungry for a win. 0-3. They've lost to both Martinsburg and Jefferson. What are you guys going to have to do as, you know, not having all your guys there, but what what have you told your your guys this week that you're going to have to do to be able to get a win? Well, I mean, first thing we got to do is we got to play smarter. I mean, we we've lost to some really good teams. You know, we lost to Martinsburg and we lost to Jefferson, both uh both really good ball clubs but at the same time we're not helping ourselves um you know just in in a lot of aspects you know last week against jefferson i don't know off the top of my head what the starting field position was but we gave them the ball i think three times starting within the red zone and i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna win you're not gonna beat anybody i don't i don't care who it is if you give them three possessions starting in the red zone so you know we got to do some smarter things um you know we got to execute a little bit better uh, with some of the stuff that we're doing. You know, I, I think I think every aspect. I think you know, offensively, we're not consistent enough. You know, we we have big plays, but until we be can be more consistent um, from down to down and put drives together, then we're not going to be successful. Um, so hopefully, we can do that. You know, defensively, you know, we 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 did some stuff last Friday where we didn't even we didn't even line up right. So you know, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter who we had in. It doesn't matter if we had. You know, our, our entire starting unit or if, or if we had, you know, um, a, a rec league unit, it didn't matter. If you don't line up right, you're not going to you're not going to have success. So we miss a line. That's just stuff that we got to be smarter and we got to fix. And even special teams wise last week, we gave up uh, two big punt returns. Um, you know, we gave up some big plays and then in the kickoff game that they had some big returns. You know, we had a punt that was blocked. Really, the past two weeks had punts that were blocked. So until we clean up just everything that we do, um, you know, we're, we're not going to have success. So hopefully, you know, we've been talking about that this week, and, and you know, hopefully, we see some of those things shored up a little bit. What stands out to you about this uh, Sharando team? Well, they're you know they they're they're zero and three, and I think everybody you know kind of thinks like, oh well, you know the first thing I say is well, you know they're having a down year, but. You know, they've lost uh they've lost to three really good teams you know they uh we've lost uh we 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 have a common opponents in martinsburg and jefferson we both lost to them and then they lost to james wood and we beat spring mills um so you know they've lost uh they lost to three you know james wood's a really good ball club um so you know they've lost to three really good teams so uh they're, they're still good you know they have you know they one of the fastest kids on film that I, that I've seen um just a just a very explosive receiver I think he's going to Virginia Tech so you know they still have ball players they still have kids um you know they they still have kids they still do a lot of things and present a lot of problems it's just the fact that you know I think they're kind of like us they've got a pretty tough schedule to start off with and and you know they haven't had some some breaks and some swings go their way All right well thanks for joining us coach best of luck Friday we'll talk with you next week all right, thank you guys. Have a good one. Good talking to you. That was head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas. And talking about their opponents, Sharando, we talked about 0-3, the common opponents in Jefferson and Martinsburg. Both both of them lost to those teams and kind of right around the same scores. I mean, you look at you look at Muscle or you look at uh Sharando, Sharando lost to Jefferson 41-14 and lost to Martinsburg 57, 58 to 7. And Musselman 
lost to Martinsburg 56 to 14 and 47 and 12. So kind of like almost the exact games. Yeah. When I it mean, comes to the score, looking pretty similar. It's going to be tough, though, for Musselman. You know, 23 kids, I think Coach Thomas said it was, are injured. So, I mean, you know, you're really beat up. Your yeah. two best quarterbacks are out. It's going to be tough for this team to prevail. But I feel like if any coach and any team can kind of deal with that, it might be Musselman because, you know, heading into the year, they only had three kids returning that had played at all last year. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, got his team ready week one with – out having high expectations and playing a solid spring mills team and we're able to win that one so you know i don't want to count muscleman out but it is going to be a very difficult matchup against a, a program in Toronto that's usually pretty good and, and with all the injuries they're dealing with it, it does seem uh very unlikely that they are that they will get a win but you never know and they did fight early on with jefferson just jefferson pulled away so i wouldn't count this muscleman team out yet and if you look at muscleman's schedule they're they play this game against Sharanda tomorrow night, and they're off next week. So I don't know how much of a long-term those injuries are, but having that bye week before you start, you know, your really big swing, Morgantown, Hedgesville, Wheeling Park, Washington, Bridgeport, Parkersburg to end the season, that could help them heal up a little bit. Yeah, and currently I think I saw that they were ranked 19th in the uh, in the uh, standings or the rankings, in the power rankings, so – you know that that's right on the edge of the postseason. Uh, Hedgesville is there at 17, so um, you know th- they'll need some time to get those guys healthy. Hopefully, you know some of those. But like he said, a lot of those injuries are going to be long term. So I don't know how many guys will be able to come back. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes when, when it goes. You know, we'll see how they they fare after their bye week next week. But we've reached the first break of the day. Segment sponsored in part by Rock Wool. Rockwell is now hiring for their new facility in Ranson. All employees receive competitive wages and great benefits plans, training programs that support their career growth. Go to rockwelljobs.com slash radio. We'll be back. We'll talk with head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims, on the other side of this break. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Rockwool is one of the world's leading manufacturers of stone wool insulation products and is seeking motivated individuals like you to join their team right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Right now, open roles include general operator, warehouse person, machine technician, and electrical and instrumentation technician. All Rockwool employees receive competitive salaries starting at $17.50 per hour, five-day work weeks, and eight-hour shifts, plus full benefits package on day one of employment, including health, dental, and vision coverage for employees and their families, paid time off, educational reimbursement, a 6% 401k match, and more. If you want a well-paying job and the potential for a rewarding career with a top employer that offers exceptional employee support and development opportunities, visit rockwooljobs.com radio for information on all current job openings right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Apply now at rockwooljobs.com radio. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams have a top 25 matchup with IUP. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline. A wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams. 
Join us on Saturday, September 18th for a matchup between the Rams and the Crimson Hawks. The pregame show begins at 1.30 with kickoff at 2 right here on TV10 and the WRR-TV YouTube channel. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the October, no, September 16th. I'm a little way ahead of myself. I was I looking thought you were going to say, welcome back to the octagon. No, I was going to say October because when we were looking at the schedule for the Muscleman Appleman, I saw October in there. They don't play again after this week until October 1st. So I don't know why October, but it is, it is, it is October, it is September 16th. Uh, so now we'll talk we'll get ready to talk with head coach of the spring mills cardinals josh sims but cardinals come off of a big win 51 to 7 over hampshire last week and that's after having to be off due to covid because of washington's covid so kind of kind of help them a little bit get back into everything have an extra little bit of extra time to prepare for hampshire um but now we're now joined by head coach of the spring mills cardinals josh sims Congrats on the big win, fifty-one to seven over Hampshire last week. What was the what was the key to that game, that win for you guys? Yeah, you know, um, you know, that first game we got kind of banged up in some you know key positions early, and you know, really kind of threw a, a little bit of a monkey wrench, you know, into the uh, uh, plans. But you know, uh, uh, we were able to get healthy, you know, make a few adjustments, and um, you know, kind of get some people in. Uh, the right spots to you know give every uh, you know every kid a chance to uh, be be uh, successful. Do you think having that week off for you guys was very beneficial with the health aspect? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, always. But you know, in, in saying that, you know, we were very disappointed we weren't able to play. You know, against Washington. You know, I know we, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, tried to reschedule and do everything we could to play. Um, you know, always with a week off, it helps in the health aspect, but. You know, um, you know. At the end of the day, uh, you know, we still could have used that game. You know, to uh, number one, get in game shape, and, and you know, get some of these young guys who are playing a little bit more experience. Coach, I know you have a lot of young guys, like you just mentioned, and uh, you've kind of relied on a lot of different guys to make big plays for you. So uh, that has to be encouraging, knowing that you don't just have to rely on maybe one guy, but you have several different guys, and they're also you know young and pretty talented. Yeah, that was that was a huge positive, you know, last Friday night against Hampshire is um, you know, we had a lot of people contribute, you know, you know, you got the obvious kids like Jameer Hunter out at receiver, you know, making some plays and you know, Bernard Newman at quarterback. But we also had a freshman and, you know, Keon Mills make a play for us. Um, you know, defensively, uh, you know, junior Sam Stotler, um, you know, was was spectacular on defense flying to the ball. Um, and we also had a sophomore, Josiah Brown, uh, playing running back, uh, uh, make a few plays for us. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's always positive when you get a lot of people involved. And looking forward to your next opponent. It's a uh, it's a big one. Jefferson High School, they're 3-0 and on the season. What have you seen so far looking at their film? Uh, you know, uh, they're definitely having one of those years, you know. You know, they're very talented, and, you know, they got all the pieces to the puzzle, and you know, a lot of these kids that we're going to be playing as kids we saw last year, um, and, and you know they've been playing in the same position. You know, so a lot of them are going to be, you know, what you would consider to be veterans out there playing, you know, varsity football. So, um, you know, it's one of those things for us. We're going to have to play, uh, you know, very mistake-free football. Um, you know, in all three phases of the game, and you know this will be a big challenge for us. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the main thing, uh, you know, we've seen from Jefferson, you know, is they're a very big play offense. Uh, you know, they got a lot of speed and a lot of talent. So, you know, we're going to have to play very disciplined um, and, you know, do our best to eliminate their big plays. Sammy Roberts has been their quarterback, uh, you know, for the last couple of years and obviously very talented. Uh, what stands out to you about his game and some of the other guys on offense as well? Oh, he's definitely got a, you know, a laser for an arm. And, and you know, again, like you said, you know, you can tell he's been playing the position. Uh, for a couple years, you know, you're not seeing a lot of mistakes from him. 
Um, you know, he, he gets rid of the ball one time. He's not hanging on to it uh, too long. Uh, but, you know, what I saw, too, uh, you know, they got a pretty good uh, little running back back there. So, you know, they got a running game to, you know, supplement uh, their passing game. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, they got some very speedy receivers. You know, that number 23 out there is, uh, was very good last year. You know, it looks like he's improved. Um, so, again, you know, we're going to have to play disciplined football, you know, all 11 guys and, and for four quarters. What have you seen from their defense? Yeah, you know, defensively, you know, one thing, um, uh, you know, I'll say is, you know, they did a very good job against a tough physical Muslim team. So, you know, uh, you know, they're not, uh, you know, all offense oriented. Uh, you know, their defense was flying to the football. I, I believe they uh, had an interception return as well on defense. Uh, they also had a couple really good returns in special teams. So, you know, to go back to what I was saying earlier, um, you know, it's one of those games for us where we're going to have to, uh, you know, play very well and very disciplined in all three phases of the game. After the loss week one to Musselman and then uh, having the game against Washington postponed, does this feel like an opportunity to kind of, especially for your younger team, to, uh, you know, not only upset a Jefferson team, but also, you know, make a statement in the EPAC? Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, we try to develop a mindset that, you know, every week's important, um, you know, and, and with us still being somewhat of a younger school, you know, every week's an opportunity to make a statement. Uh, but, you know, obviously with Jefferson being three and oh, and, you know, uh, you know, kind of putting it on Musselman, you know, we're obviously looking at this as a game um, where, where we can really kind of, uh, you know, kind of make, I would say that comeback after that week one loss. All right, well, thanks for joining us, Coach. Best of luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. That was head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. And let's talk a little bit about this game coming up and about each team. Um, so, obviously, we talked about the 51-7 to win over Hampshire for the Cardinals. Uh, Jefferson comes in with the 47-12 to win over Musselman. So, both teams coming off huge wins and you know this will be the third EPAC game for Spring Mills, but just the second for Muscle or for Jefferson, excuse me. So Spring Mills has been able to see three teams as compared to this will just be the second for Jefferson. So it'll be an interesting thing to see what their league is like, like what they can play with against their league. Yeah, and I think too. I mean, it's two teams on kind of different ends of the spectrum in terms of uh you know one school in jefferson has a ton of talent but it also has a ton of guys that are back and spring mills seems like a pretty talented young team but you know maybe don't have that experience that a team like jefferson has so i think this is a great opportunity for spring mills to get a win in the epac against a really quality opponent and uh solidify themselves as not only one of the best teams in the eastern panhandle but i think is one of the best teams in the state and if he can get this win now, you know, you compare their their two uh, matchups to Musselman. I mean, that was a completely different Musselman team, you know, a few yeah. weeks ago than what uh, Jefferson faced last week. So I, I think it's a, an intriguing matchup. Um, you know, I, I think both these teams have a lot to prove. Obviously, Jefferson wants to stay undefeated to keep pace with Martinsburg. And obviously, uh, Spring Mills is looking for that signature win early on in the season. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if you're looking at the Jefferson schedule, if they win tomorrow night, that makes them four and zero. Then they don't play another EPAC team until they play Martinsburg on October 22nd. They got they got three two three teams out of state, including two from Maryland, both North and South Hagerstown, and then James Wood on t- on October 8th out of Virginia, which um, I believe Musselman had played. Or no, Sharanda. We were talking about Sharanda. My fault. Yeah, totally Sharanda had lost yes. to them. Um, but then they have a bye week, and then they play Martinsburg. So could could be an interesting to, thing to see how they – are they going to be at that point still undefeated? That could be the game of the year in the EPAC. Yeah, and it will be one of the top games in the state if that continues for Jefferson, I think, this year. Because if, if they're still undefeated, they'll probably be – you know, two top five teams in the in the rankings there. So it would be a huge game, be a lot of fun, I think. But obviously, you, know, you got to take it week by week, and it starts with this game against Spring Mills, who is a very talented young team that I think has gotten better even with the game off 
or the week off that they had with the no game against Washington. Yeah, and really, if you think about it, they are just one and one in games played yeah. because they got the forfeit win over Washington, but they didn't st- take the field for that. But looking at their schedule coming up after this week, they do have a bye week next week, and then they play they play Hedgesville, then they play Frankfurt, then they play Martinsburg, then they play North Hagerstown, then they play Albert Gallatin out of Union PA, and then their last game is at Morgantown. I think that Hedgesville game is really intriguing, especially depending on how this one goes down, because Hedgesville right outside of the uh, postseason right now, yeah. and they're kind of similar teams, so I think that's going to be a great game. That was literally the point I was just about to bring up was <laughs> they'll play this game, and if they can gut out a win, both teams would become three and one, and then they'd have a bye week, and then they get to face Hedgesville. And I don't know what Hedgesville is going to look like in two weeks. I don't, you know, I yeah. don't, I don't know what they can do the next couple of weeks. So it will definitely be intriguing to see that matchup, especially because tonight or not tonight, tomorrow night, Hedgesville is at Morgantown, and then Hedgesville plays Martinsburg next week. Yeah, so, we talked to Coach Faircloth. Yeah, we talked to Coach Faircloth. So uh, this time for the EPAC is going to be really exciting. Yeah, I think as we head into this middle stretch where pretty much there's EPAC games going on every week, that's when things are going to get really interesting. All right, well, we've reached our second break of the day. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you, and if you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll talk with head coach of the 3-0 Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. That's next on The Sports Mix. Ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. My mind's a mile a minute, and my thoughts to bark like hell. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at wvmedicine.org. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 3-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 2-1 Highland Spring Springers, one of the top teams in Virginia, Friday at 7 p.m. with pregame at 6 following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this September 16th edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini. Happy to have you with us on this Thursday. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. That is ParsonsFordofMartinsburg.com. And now we'll be joined by head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, 
Craig Hunter. Big win last week over Musselman, 47-12. What you guys get going offensively that really was the spark to that game? I think we um I think we hit we hit some big plays offensively, but I think the main thing was um Keyshawn Robinson had 149 yards in return yards, uh, which set us up with great field position um, all night long. Uh, when we got stops and got punts and kickoff returns, uh, he had 149 yards in return yards. I mean, that put us in great field position uh, to let us get some things going offensively. Um, but, you know, they did some things. There's some things to us differently that we weren't expecting, you know, um, that caught us off guard, and I think that stifled us a little bit so we can get into halftime. Um and then uh, they turned the ball over, and that got a, gave us awful good field position. So how was that kind of to turn the tides on them uh, special teams-wise? They had had two kickoff returns for touchdowns the two weeks previous, and you guys came in and you guys did the reverse on that on them and scored a, you know, did really well on special teams return-wise. Um, you know, well, the, I guess the main thing, it, it did set us up good and stopping them being able to kick the ball, you know, um, away from Adams, getting it away from him, making him have to run and go pick it up. Um, and we actually got down the field and converged on him so he couldn't get – and bottled him up so he couldn't get loose and get that speed out on the outside of us. Um, so, I mean, that helped us out. And us being able to return return kicks helped us out, getting us, setting us up, like I said, setting us up for good field position. Coach, you mentioned uh, Keyshawn Robinson's uh, punt return, but also he had a big uh, interception return for you guys. Um, so – you know, how did he, how does his uh, impact on defense also help you in that win? Because obviously you were able to slow down a pretty good muscleman team. Oh well, he's just—I mean, he's a, he's extremely fast, so he's able to ice. You can we can isolate him on one side of the field and cover cover down on one of their best receivers if we need to. Uh, he's just so fast and he has good ball skills. Um, so I mean, he just helps us out definitely defensively. And coach, this week you guys turn around and play a Spring Mills team that's two and one. They got the the forfeit victory over Washington a couple weeks ago due to COVID, but they come in off of a fifty-one to seven victory over Hampshire. So they're not a team you can take lightly at, after your three and zero start. Uh, no, I don't think um, any team that that will take lightly this year. Um, you know, my my focus point this week has been was to be humble and hungry. Stay humble and continue to be hungry um, throughout this week. So that's what we're going to plan on doing is, um, you know, staying humble and then continuing to be hungry throughout this week as we get planned for spring meals, as we get planned past spring meals. Um, That's our main focus and goal. Obviously having uh, an experienced quarterback and Sammy Roberts has helped you guys. You know, you mentioned the big plays, so – what really stands out to you about him and how he's performed so far this year, and also your running back Evan uh, Towell also having a all the success Evan as well. Tool. Evan, it's Evan Tool, the running back. Sorry, um, <laughs> Sammy just having the experience, being able to um, control the offense uh, without really having a lot of, you know, he has a lot of leeway because he's able to control that offense um, on his own. Uh, we give him the play, and he goes through his reprogression. Um, and he just he just puts us in the right situation. Uh, I'd say ninety five percent of the time. Um, and then Evan just having a running game period is is key for anybody. Uh, just you know being able to just hand the ball off and just be able to chunk up yards like he does all the time. And uh, he's not only has great vision and great feet, but he also has uh, he runs with power uh, and he runs angry. So I mean, just having him out there, you know, helps us helps us out tremendously. So what's going to be a key for you guys offensively this Friday? Um, I would say, you know, sustain what we sustain what we do. Um, being able to run the ball, establishing the running game, and then being able to, you know, throw the ball and take our shots when we need when we can take our shots down the field and get the ball into the hands of uh, the receivers out in space who can make big plays happen. Um, I think that's that is our key thing right now is just, just to continue to do that and defensively just try to shut down the running game as best we can. Uh, Coach, what stands out to you about this Spring Mills team? They got a lot of different young. They're a young team, but they have a lot of different uh, weapons on offense. I just, I think, just the way they try to run the ball and um, get you moving um, horizontally, and then come back with some misdirection. Um, I think they have decent speed, um, so I think they'll just try to, you know, they try to get on the outside on you and try to make play big plays happen. 
Uh, we just got to contain their speed um, and try to shut down their running game the best we can and try to contain Jameer Hunter, um, who's been a good receiver for them over the last couple of years. All right, Coach, but thanks for joining us. Best of luck this Friday. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thank you. That was head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. And, Nick, let's talk a little bit more about this matchup before we hit the break. I think it's going to be a, a great matchup and obviously the matchup of the week here in the EPAC. Yeah, it's a big game like we kind of mentioned in the last segment. I guess we'll talk a little bit more about Jefferson. You know, this is a team that, as we talked about in the interview, I mean, you know, a veteran squad, Sammy Roberts, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the EPAC. Uh, it's been playing a long time for them at quarterback, and Evan Toole, the running back, has you know done a great job this year and kind of emerged as another weapon on that offense. So I think Jefferson has the ability to make a lot of big plays offensively. That's kind of been their yeah their their statement so far this year, and I think you know it's going to come down to can Spring Mills contain that, and I, I don't know, but we'll see tomorrow night. And yeah, we'll see tomorrow night. We'll have the recap for that on Monday. Um, hopefully we'll get maybe Tuesday we'll be able to play some interviews. I'll, I'll figure things out. Um, but I would like to be able to talk to both coaches early in the week, earlier in the week than I have, than we've been able to talk to the last couple of weeks. Um, but we've now hit our third and final break. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family-owned and operated. That's 360 Hack Wilson Way, Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. We come back after this break. We'll uh, break down the Washington football team's matchup tonight against the Giants. Play a little bit of audio from head coach Ron Rivera and starting quarterback Taylor Heineke. That's next as we next and more when we close out the sports mix. So you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, equal housing lender. Laura. Hey, Laura. What's with the sunglasses? Ouch! The word is spreading. Bechtel Jewelers is home to some dangerously brilliant diamonds. See the difference at Bechtel Jewelers in Inwood. Sunglasses Sunglasses not not included. The 2021 season has arrived. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media and Content, inviting you to join myself, Bram Weinstein, and D'Angelo Hall for all the live action throughout the year. I'll be joined by Washington football great Santana Moss for our pregame show, while Scott Jackson and Fred Smoot anchor our postgame show. Right here on your Eastern Panhandle home for the Washington football team, 106.5 FM, AM 740, Talk Radio WRNR, your local talk, news, and sports leader. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for September 16th. It's a Thursday here. Uh, this segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Now let's talk about the Washington football team's matchup tonight against the Giants. Just give you uh, some quick betting information for those that like to bet the money line for Washington Minus 175, plus 150 for the Giants. And Washington is a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. It should be a pretty close NFC East battle, you would think. But the Giants did not look good on Sunday against the Broncos. But Washington didn't look good. They didn't, no. But I feel like they looked better than the Giants did. So I don't know. But I I think this is going to be a defensive game. You know, like 2017 max type of score. I don't know who's going to win, but... Yeah. So, I got some cuts from press conferences earlier in the week from both Taylor Heineke and from Ron Rivera. And uh, let's hear Taylor Heineke talk about trying to get Logan Thomas and Terry McLaurin more involved, more than they were in the first half of last week's game. Yeah, you know, we would love to get the ball in Logan and Tom and uh, Terry's hands as much as possible, but at the same time, you don't want to force it in there. Uh, that's when mistakes mistakes happen. So, um, you know, we understand that, you know, Terry didn't have a touch in the first half, but I think that was part of their game plan was try and double him and, and have someone else beat him. So, um, you know, we made, some, we made some adjustments at halftime, and I think we came out and, and did, did all right. So, um, again, we just fell up a little short. And I think that's, you know, if you're coming into the game, Taylor Heineke, you don't expect to be able to win that game when you're already down. Yeah, I think, I mean, he could have came back and won I mean, the he could have. It would have been really amazing. It would have been phenomenal. But I think really the key part was not getting the ball to both both Thomas and McLaurin in the first half. Like, they didn't game plan for that, it seemed like. And I think if they would have done that, maybe they would have been able to get on the board quicker than they did. And um, that could be a key going into tonight's game. Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to get your playmakers to the football, and those guys are probably the two best playmakers besides Gibson on that offense. And, you know, it's pretty easy to get him the ball. You just turn around and hand it to him. So, I mean, it can be tough. And obviously teams are going to key on them, I think, as we head into this season. But, you know, those guys are also really good players, so they'll find a way to get open and make plays. And obviously Taylor Heineke, not the starting quarterback that was named by Ron Rivera heading into the season. That's because Ryan Fitzpatrick is out due to a serious hip injury placed on IR. Will be out at least three weeks because of IR, but looking at a six- to eight-week timeline. And Taylor Heineke was asked about his doubters and, and the people in the organization believing in him. It means a lot. Um, again, you know, I think someone asked me the question after the game. Uh, you've had a, like a lot of doubters out there, you know, stuff like that. And I, I don't care about the doubters outside the facility. It's the people in the facility that I care about. If they have confidence in me and they believe in me, that's all that I care about. And, uh, you know, like you just said, um, that kind of tells me they have that confidence in me. So, you know, it means a lot to me. It helps me play better. Uh, has me gives me a lot more confidence. And um, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity. And I think that was very mature, knowing that knowing he has doubters, but only focusing on the people in the building and in the organization. Yeah, that's all you really can focus on. I mean, as a starting quarterback, I don't think you can pay too much attention to what other people are saying about you. I mean, it seems like they have confidence in him, and they they definitely will kind of try to rally around him this week and throughout this 68-week period. But this is also Taylor Heineke's opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, people kind of thought his opportunity was after that Tampa Bay game that he would just automatically be the starter. That was kind of the debate going into the season. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick pops up out of nowhere to be signed. And head coach Ron Rivera talked about the team rallying around Taylor Heineke this week. I think it'll be cool. Uh, I really do. I think our guys will rally around him. Um, it's, it's just one of those things that, that, you know, some guys have an innate ability to, to, to create some – some enthusiasm, some some excitement, and that's kind of a little bit about Taylor because of the way he plays. You know, he plays a little bit like his hair's on fire. He plays a little bit, you know, like a gunslinger. Um, but I, I think 
and I hopefully believe that he has uh, he's matured a little bit. He understands, you know, that what he has to do and how he has to do it. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And I think a lot of Washington football team fans are excited to see what's going to happen. And one thing that kind of people were taking back from this is you got a short week. So you got that short turnaround and Ron Rivera isn't worried about the short turnaround for Taylor Heineke. I'm not worried about Taylor as far as the reps and preparation because he's a very bright uh, young man. He's a smart guy. Uh, he knows what we do, um, and he's been in the system before. So that really shouldn't be uh, something that affects him. Um, what I, you know, what what I am thankful for is that uh, we're able to get this bad taste out of our mouth from yesterday and start moving forward and focusing in on the Giants. So that was from Monday afternoons presser from ron rivera and looking at the injury report i don't know why ryan fitzpatrick is on the injury report because he was already placed on ir but there's only two people on the washington football team's injury report and that is ryan fitzpatrick obviously out because he was on um the ir now the short-term ir but the only other player is antonio gibson with a shoulder injury took it he took a big lick during that game when he was uh trying to bounce off a defender and he's practiced fully the last two days, but he doesn't have an official listing. It's weird. It says game status and that there's no listing. So I would assume that means he's full go. Yeah, I'm going to guess he's going to go tonight as well. But I think, you know, on the Giants side of things, they're going to have to get their guys involved too because Barkley didn't do much against Denver. And obviously, you know, he's your top running back and he's probably your top player in terms of talent. And they got to get Galladay going too. And I think, you know, this is a big game for Danny Dimes, right? I mean... You know, how much longer is he going to be the guy in New York? And it doesn't seem like, based on how he played week one, that that will necessarily be that much longer. So I think they need a good performance out of him, and and they're looking to, you know, come in and I think what would be an upset and beat the uh, football team here at home. Well, and you just talked about uh, Saquon Barkley. He is listed as questionable, and he didn't – he practiced limited – all three days of practice but they'll be without three guys three key guys including uh, let me pull up the depth chart to make sure i'm saying this the starting tight end evan ingram out with a calf injury uh the starting left guard shane lemieux i believe is how you say that name so they're without two key guys when it comes to blocking on the on offense that and could be without three depending how much saquon barkley is tonight we'll play tonight yeah, I mean, I think he'll probably be listed as questionable for a lot of the season due to the coming off of the injury that he suffered last year, but so at least in the early half of the year. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I think it should be a, a competitive game. And then the only other player out is Cam Brown. He's a linebacker. He's out with a hamstring injury. I don't believe he played last week either, so... It's a pretty small injury report for a first week to second week. I would, I think that's a good thing overall for both teams. But it's the big players on the teams that are hurt. Yeah, or at least dealing with something. And as we get later into the season, you know, guys will all be dealing with something. Um, you know, what are your thoughts, I guess, on who gets the win tonight? Do you think Washington comes out? Uh, I think it, it all depends on how that defensive line plays. We didn't see much disruption from that defensive line on on, on Sunday, and I think if they can come out and they can – there was some potential, like you saw, where there was, there was some bright spots. Like uh, when Jonathan Allen got the sack, it was all made possible by the pressure that Chase Young put on the uh, right tackle. So it depends on how much Chase Young can bounce back from that bad game as well as Montez Sweat. But I think some key – some areas – some key matchups to watch tonight would be Logan Thomas versus the linebackers um, of the Giants because Broncos tight end Noah Fant led his team in targets and tied for first in receptions last week. So he had a lot of success over the middle lineback over the middle and lined up plenty in slot receiver and in in line. Uh, Thomas probably won't see as many snaps as Fant did in the slot, but I think that if they saw that they could that the the Broncos. T- took advantage of that that they can probably take advantage of that this week and i think another one will be how the the how brandon sheriff and eric flowers fare against both dexter lawrence and leonard williams um i think that that will be a key matchup 
And then I think Diami Brown's performance will be a key matchup because we didn't really see much of him last week, and he needs to be a key performer um, with Curtis Samuel out. Yeah, I'm going to uh, say that Washington wins tonight. I think based on – I just think they're the better overall team. And I really don't know – you know, if Daniel Jones will have a good night. I think they do get that pressure because this Giants O line isn't that great. So I think I think Chase Young's gonna have a big game and they're gonna get that pressure on Daniel Jones and, you know, really make them one dimensional because I don't think Barkley will do much either based on, you know, that football team's defense. So I think Washington wins this game. It it should be close though because the Giants also have a pretty good defense, but yeah. I think overall Washington's uh O line is better than New York's, and I think that will be kind of the difference that they're will keep Heineke on his feet, and he'll be able to make some plays, you know, to separate themselves from the Giants. Yeah, and I think Taylor Heineke's performance will be key because Taylor Heineke can do a lot of things in the passing game. Not that Ryan Fitzpatrick can't, but we didn't really see what he could do in a Washington uniform. He didn't throw for a touchdown in the preseason. Didn't even lead the offense, the starting offense, to a touchdown. And Taylor Heineke obviously got to play a lot during the preseason because he was the second guy, especially with Kyle Allen being hurt. So I think it'll be um, it'll be key to see what he could do with the offense. And you saw what he did when he came out in the first in the second half. They were able to get a touchdown on the board. Excuse me. And um, I think seeing his versatility, he's able to run a little bit with the ball. That's something Ryan Fitzpatrick really is not able to do. Just because he's you know he's 38 years old, it's just not really in his repertoire anymore. But I think if Taylor Heineke can move a little bit and be able to find those guys in their right spots, and he didn't make a bad he said it was a bad throw last week that he made to to McLaurin, but if he made that spot on throw, that probably would have been a touchdown, the one on the sideline. Yeah, so I'm guessing you're going with Washington as well. Yeah, I'm going with Washington. I want to say it's a it's a close game, but. I think Washington gets the victory. Yeah, I I would agree, as I already said earlier. All right, well, that's we've reached the end of the sports mix. Uh, We'll talk with you tomorrow about uh, both Shepard and Martinsburg matchups, as well as college football and other high school football matchups. We'll break those down tomorrow on the sports mix. For Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy. We'll talk with you tomorrow.